I want people to remember what they used to feel like when they were young. And I want them to think about when you're young and you don't have the responsibilities you have as an adult. Not to say, you know, you don't need to have responsibilities, but I want people to remember that you are more than your job. You are more than your bank account. You are more than the degree you have in your pocket. You are more than the house you live in. And I want people to remember that when you were young, you know, the world was full of infinite possibilities and you had momentum. You know, a Friday night with nothing to do on a Saturday and Sunday, that was full of possibility. You know, I want people to listen to my music and get back to that feeling of, I can do anything. I'm an infinite being. I may have 20 bucks in my pocket, but I can go anywhere I want to go. I can do anything I want to do. My dreams are worthwhile. My dreams are worth pursuing. Hey, I'm Jade Ellison, a multi-passionate creative based out of New York City who's obsessed with personal development and anything business from marketing, branding, creating online programs to launches and helping you step into your true self so that you can share your gifts with the world. Gain insights with manifesting, creating life on purpose and get ready to elevate yourself in ways that will surprise even you. Included in your weekly dose of inspiration, get ready to be entertained, uplifted, and encouraged to take action with simple and easy to apply tips, tools, and strategies that fit into your busy daily life, sprinkled with some woo-woo along the way. From embracing your confidence to mastering success habits, setting achievable goals, and ways to harness positive mindsets and beliefs so that you can kick self-doubt and your inner critic to the curb where they belong. Whatever's on the topic call sheet, I'll help you navigate the raw, messy, and sometimes hilarious truths of achieving success, abundance, and happiness, all while encouraging you to become the best version of yourself. So think of me as your go-to girlfriend, talking over some coffee, getting real, and giving you some amazing advice to go from hot mess to thriving success. This is the Uber Savvy Life and Biz Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Uber Savvy Life and Biz Podcast, where together we'll unlock your true potential to design the life and business of your dreams. I'm your host, Jade Ellison, and today we have a super special guest and very close friend of mine, Bailey Poteet. Bailey, it's so awesome to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I'm very, very happy to be here. This is my first podcast. Is it seriously? Yeah, it really is. And as soon as you told me about it, I immediately wanted to be on it, but I didn't want to be like, hey, get me on the podcast. You were literally one of the first guests that I put on my list that I wanted to have on. Well, thank you. I'm very honored to be here. You're awesome. So our minds are already connected. And I'm going to share in a moment how Bailey and I and our paths crossed and how we became close friends from the industry Mm -hmm. and how much of an impact he's made on me in a positive way way where he supports me and I support him and how we just infuse a lot of positive energy into our creations. Before jumping into that, I want to share a little background about Bailey. So Bailey is a former actor who lived in New York City for 13 years prior to the pandemic and worked in casting for film and TV while developing his musical talents as a professional musician for various bands and ensembles in New York City. While living in New York, he worked as a session musician for local performing groups and as a singer-songwriter, writing and recording his own music. And I love his music. We'll talk about that in a moment as well. He now resides in North Carolina and is focused on writing and creating music for his modern 80s music project, Bailey and the Starfighters. 
Bailey, it is awesome to know that you're pursuing something that has so much meaning and passion in your life. But before jumping into today's episode, if you want weekly inspiration and would like to stay updated when I release new episodes, check out jadeellison.com and sign up for the VIP Insider List, where you'll get access to your Empowered Morning Mindset Checklist, an awesome free download that you'll get just for signing up, which will give you the ultimate caffeine-free boost to supercharge your mornings for success. So Bailey, this is incredible because I feel like we met when you first came to New York 13 years ago. I think it was 2012 or 13. About 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, I first moved to New York in 2007 and then I started working in casting 2009, 2010. And then I remember speaking to you on the phone around 2012 or 13 about some auditions or something. And I pulled up your profile and saw your headshots and everything. And I was just like, wow, she's really got it together. Like she's a real professional actor. And I just remember we had a series of conversations and whenever you called something about a booking or something, and I just, I just remember you from the previous conversations we had. And then I don't remember when, but we, I think I was like, had a concert coming up and I mentioned it to you. And then you and your husband, Adam came to see the show that I was in. And I remember seeing you, the audience, I was like, oh my God, she came. So that was really special. And uh, I feel like that was when we really started to become friends. So that is when we became really close. So when Bailey was talking about me calling in and everything, he worked in addition to being an actor and musician in New York City at a place called Casting Networks. Mm -hmm. And that was like a hub which hosted a lot of actor profiles. And what that means is that's where actors would upload their electronic headshots and resumes so that either them or their representation could use those particular profiles and submit to casting anytime casting had a particular project. And there was times where I had trouble on the uploading side of things, or I had to ask Bailey a question about a particular casting. And I was lucky anytime I called because he helped me out a few times. And it's not always the same person at the company who picked up the phone. So I'm super thankful for that. And I remember specifically a conversation that we had when I had called in and you said, I am an actor. I'm actually a musician more so. I'm really focusing on on doing music. And I thought that's incredible. And that's when you had shared with me that you were starting to do your singles and that you were doing work on the side as a singer-songwriter for other ensembles. So that's what we're going to be talking to Bailey about today. Really, how he was able to step into being a musician and creating not just one, but how many singles do you have right now? I had four out. The original plan, listen, I'm going to go into some tangents on this show and I need you to reel me in if I go too far. Please, please. So the the original plan was to do like four singles and then release the album. What happened was I started recording in 2019 going into 2020, right when the pandemic started. I mean, like we were at work making the album in March, 2020, and I had already released a couple singles and I ultimately had to stop because quarantine and the pandemic just got so bad. But while I was making Retro, which is the 80s, highly, highly 80s influenced single that uh, I put out, which is on Spotify, if you guys want to listen to it. I love that. Yeah. I love that song. I'll link it in the show notes for you. 
Yeah, yeah. That made me stop and ultimately change direction with what I was going to do musically. So what I ended up doing was I took the songs that I recorded prior to Retro and put those on an EP, which is like musical slang for a short album, like usually a three or four song album. And is that the one that you recorded with Sage, your singing partner? Yeah. So my friend Sage, my friend Amy, and my friend Grace all did the backup vocals for Retro. And they're just, they were, they, in my mind, they really made that song. Like when I listen to that song, I don't listen to myself. I listen to them because they lifted that chorus and is so much more than I had envisioned for it. So anyway. I love that song because there's a lot of, yeah, there's always like love or heartbreak or like coming together. And that song was just, there's so many phrases in it that just make me remember, you know, that young love when you first meet somebody and it's all like fun and steamy and hot and you just could only think about that next moment that you're going to hang out with that person. And I feel like that with the energy that you infused into it, as well as them with the chorus, it's such a fun song. And how did you meet Sage? And who was the other person in your chorus that sang? Amy and Grace. And I'm just going to, I'm not going to say their last names and just to give them some privacy. Yeah, totally. But I met, I used to be a part of a group, which is still going on in New York City called Unsettled Scores. And it's a, it's basically a a pop rock choir where they do a little bit of acapella, a little bit of live instrumentation with songs in a choir format. So like they'll do like Queen or Elton John or stuff. And, but it's in like a choir format. So you'll have some songs will be acapella, some songs will have instruments. And she was a friend of a lot of people who are in that choir. And then I met her through that because she was also a singer songwriter. And I just earmarked her. I was like, I'm going to use her on one of my songs if she wants to do it, because I knew she would be a great addition to that. So that's cool. So after you guys would do your musical sessions or your recording sessions, Mm -hmm. would you just like go up and just start hanging and shooting the breeze and start conversations with the people that you're obviously in a group with. You have so much in common already singing together, right? Oh, yeah. Like we would hang out a lot. Like after our rehearsals and performances, we would go to some bar and we'd walk in and just, you know, shoot the shit. Can I say that? Yeah, you could totally say shoot the shit. We would shoot the shit and it was very informal. And it's even in New York City, being in a band, being in any kind of performance group, is a very special thing because it really takes a lot of energy to make those performances happen. Like it takes so much energy and so much time and organization. So if you're in a group where you guys are really good and you're willing to put in the time to make your performance worthwhile, and that's very special and very rare. Like I've seen so many bands in New York City and here down in the South where like they're good, but they just they just don't have that I don't know, that glue that holds them together that just makes it special. So being in a band for me is, is a very sacred thing. And I take it very seriously because to me, when you're playing music, and I'm going to quote Santana here because I heard him say this and I immediately wanted to steal it. I love Santana. Yeah, he said this, when you're playing music, you're bringing light into the world. And I've always felt that way. You know, music is such a universal language for everybody. And I take it so seriously when I'm playing on stage because when I go to see people play, 
I have extreme high standards for myself and the people I go to watch and see. And so if you're singing about love, whether it's you're falling in love, you're singing about heartbreak, I want to feel that from you. So if you're singing how great love is, I want to feel that in your instrument or in your voice. That's beautiful. Yeah. And if you're singing about or playing about getting your heart broken and how horrible it was and how painful it was, I want to feel that with you. And if I'm not getting that in your performance, it's not worth saying. I know that may sound a little harsh. It's not. It's not harsh at all. You're giving me goosebumps. And there's so much resonance in what you're sharing right now because it all comes down to speaking your truth, to sharing your truth. And I've shared this in multiple episodes and I'll continue to do so. It's about, I feel, whether you're creating as a musician or you're creating something for your business or if you're tuning in and you have a coaching program and you want to start speaking in front of the camera, it's all about being truthful to yourself. Absolutely. Is what I'm hearing you say. Absolutely. Because there's times I'll listen to a song. I'm getting like goosebumps right now. Goosebumps just indicates that I'm in a lot of alignment with what we're speaking about. And there's times I'll just like start bawling. Like, and I know that I'm connected to this song. I'll be like crying. I'm like, why is this song making me cry? And I feel like, I'm not sure if I've shared this on the podcast yet, but I feel like our voices are our own music box and that our voices resonate a frequency and energy that touches out and ripples out to anyone who is in the vicinity of hearing it. And what I love about musicians and your line of work and what you do and the amount of behind the scenes work that goes into creating a final product is that once you create it, it is encapsulated in that MP3 or your recording software or the platform like Spotify or Pandora or Apple Music or Amazon Music that will house it mm -hmm. for a listener to pick up at any time in the future. And that same energy imprint from your voice is in there. And that's what I love about musicians. And I want to just dive in a little bit more about you saying that the glue that holds you together, because I feel like that's really important, especially in like the online world where we might not have that same in-person interaction. I was going to say human interaction, but that same in-person interaction of like, I miss hugging you, Bailey. Like, I just, I can't wait to see you so I could hug you. Like the last time I hugged Bailey was when you moved. Yeah, it was at that last concert at the Sidewalk Cafe, which folded. Rest in peace. Did they? Oh, God bless. Yeah, they were. And they had been around since the 60s. They had been there since the 60s on Avenue A in the Lower East Side. Oh, my God. That's that's the Lower East Side for anyone who's listening in New York City. Yeah. Wow. God, they had been there for so long. And I could do a whole nother podcast about that place. But I did so many performances there because they were so open to anybody who wanted to play you could just, you could book a show there and they would just let you do it. There was no fee. They were like, as long as you buy some food and, and bring a crowd, like we'll let you do whatever. So anyway, the last time I... And you did. Yeah. When I was there, I was like, I didn't know where to sit. Yeah. That was the last time I saw you in person and then met Adam, your husband, who's a lovely guy, by the way, and just has his own light emanating from him always. And thank you. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent, but it's our light that bounces back and forth off of each other. Yeah. Sometimes I think that I, 
I'm like, am I dimming your light? No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's ups and downs in marriage. Let's be serious. Yeah, yeah. Is my light brighter than yours? Yeah. I don't know. Let me put some violet hue on today and see what happens. Yeah. And, you know, talking about relationships, what would you say inspires you when it comes to your music? I know that retro was like that fun young love style. Was that written for somebody specific mm -hmm. or? Yeah, I would love to talk about that. So talking about nostalgia, which I use in my in my new project, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Retro was written. So when I was 21, 22 years old, I was working as a lifeguard here in North Carolina a couple summers between college. And there was this girl that I was like head over heels in love with. And she was working as a nanny for this family that came over from London. And she was living here for the summer. And I was broke all the time because like we just didn't have, I didn't have any money, barely. And so I remember taking her out or asking her out on a date. And by date, I mean, I invited her over to my house and we played Nintendo. We played Mario Kart on Nintendo and we ordered Domino's Pizza. And I stole one of my mom's bottles of wine and we drank that. And that was our date. And how old were you? Like 21, 22, somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I think I just turned. No, no, I was 21, 22. Yeah. So, but it's moments like that, that you just, you just remember them. And we were never, it just, it never went anywhere. I mean, nothing, nothing happened between us. It was really just like puppy love. And then she went back to... Love that puppy love, though. <laughs> yeah. And then she went back to uh, the UK and went on to do other things with her life. And that was it. This was before social media or smartphones, so we couldn't text or anything like that. So, But I just remembered that. And I was thinking about experiences that I could write about. And then I remember I do this process called gathering, which is when I have an idea for a song, I'll just do free writing and I'll just write down everything that comes to my mind about what I'm trying to touch on. And I just remember writing down that experience and writing down that memory in my notebook. And that I developed into the lyrics for the chorus of Retro, which is two-player Nintendo, Red Wine and Dominoes, Young Love at a Mile a Minute, Sweet Child on the Radio. So many times I've recite that song. Yeah. And I remember like when I started to record, I was working with this producer. I'm not going to name his name, but he did not like the line red wine and dominoes he thought it was really corny and he wanted to change it to something else and i was just like nope nope and then ultimately we parted ways and i found another producer so the guy who helped me record my music his name is michael worth or mike worth for a short and he lives in astoria queens and he is a phenomenal producer he musically he took the melody and the lyrics for retro and the other songs that i'd written and just like lifted it up with the production and added all these 80s sounds and synthesizers and stuff. That for me was like the launch point for where I wanted to go musically. So I love that. I'm so happy that you said that because here I am not really knowing too much about the post-production of music. And I'm thinking like, wow, Billy is so talented. He did all of that shit on his own. But I'm happy to know that you had you yeah. found an incredible producer who was able to bring it to light. I mean, that must be like breakthrough yeah. for you. Would you mind just kind of jumping into that? And I want to touch on how you write down how you call it gathering like that inspiration when you start to put things. We'll first talk about 
how he just changed the dynamic in a way and that breakthrough with working with him. Where did that shift in your vision as a musician? So I had recorded what's called a demo or a work tape, which is like just a skeleton version of the song. I had some basic piano chords and some guitar, me singing the song. And then I had recorded Sage and Amy and Grace doing the background vocals at Pinch Recording Studios, which is another studio in Astoria, Queens, or no, Long Island City. And I brought all that to Mike and I said, here's my vision. Here's where I want to go. And I said, I just musically with post-production, I don't know how to, I don't know what to add here. And then I'll never forget sitting in the studio and he was like a mad scientist and he was just sitting at his keyboard playing all this stuff for like an hour. And an hour later, he like started playing back the stuff he recorded. I mean, that song went to like magic and like so quickly, I'll never forget that. And he had the girls singing and just everything came to life. And he had this beautiful, like cascading synthesizer, almost like a video game. It was like, doo -doo 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 I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And he just came up with that on the spot. I mean, watching him work, it was amazing. And I'll always be so grateful for him because he gave me the vision for what later became or what is going to become Bailey and the Starfighters. Like he- I love it. He gave me a sharp right turn. I was like, I don't want to go down the singer-songwriter path. I want to go down this path and create a modern 80s band with stuff that we were working on with Retro. So it was amazing. I love that. It is. And it's it opened the door to a whole new pathway. So what's your vision with Bailey and the Starfighters? Will you be collaborating with Mike Worth again and have the girls come back and do some chorus? Or what would be your ideal with this particular production? Is that how you say it for like a album? Yeah, for an album. I would love to. I would love to work with Mike again. I would love to work with the girls again. Man, I would love to work with them again. I don't know because now I'm in North Carolina and unless I can get up there to record with them, I'm not sure. But, you know, since 2020, during quarantine, I actually taught myself how to play piano, how to play keyboards. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you. I bought some synthesizers and I started researching all of the 80s sounds that were used in all these big 80s songs and how to create them myself because that's what I wanted to use in my songs moving forward. So I don't know. I would love to work with them again, but we'll see what happens. What would need to take place? Would it be having the entire written, how do you call it? The written words of a song or your many songs how does that work like you would have to come up for like a week and rehearse and then start recording for another week like what would be a dynamic of recording a full album do you record the whole album together or do you like how does that yeah I think what it would do I, well for me I think what it would have to happen is I would try to record as much as I could on my own I see and then for the vocals and some maybe some of the guitars I would have to go up there I'd basically bring all the puzzle pieces up there to Mike if he were to ever, I think he's moved on to other things right now, but if he were to ever work with me and wanted to do it, you just, I would essentially bring all the puzzle pieces and say, okay, I have all the building blocks. Let's start building the songs and putting the finishing touches on them and everything. But if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's okay. There's a lot of people I could work with, but we'll see. But I do have a funny story to tell you about when I went to Nashville and pitched a song I'd love to hear it. Yeah, please. Story about Nashville. <laughs> so when I started learning how to be a songwriter in 2012, when I started learning how to write songs and I was studying with Jason Bloom 
I'm going to name drop here. Jason Bloom, who has written for Britney Spears, uh, the Backstreet Boys. He's got like huge hits. And I was taking some of his classes. and That's insane. Master classes. Yeah. Like he's, he's a lovely guy. And so I remember bringing him a couple songs and he was like, work on this, work on that, touch this up. And, and he never loved anything that I did like outright, but he gave me a lot of great pointers as to like, this is why this works and this is why this doesn't work. And I was just like, okay, great. So I remember, and one of the things he always said was carry a notebook with you and your voice app on your phone. Whenever you hear titles for stuff or see things that might be a lyric, write it down. So I was in Michael's one day, which is like the hobby store. And anytime you walk in there, you see everything from pencils to wall art that says live, laugh, love. And then you get hit with the smell of potpourri, right? <laughs> All in the same yeah. note. Yeah. And they just, they just label this stuff with, I don't want to get in trouble by saying all this. I'm not, I'm not criticizing Michael's. I love the store. I still go there today. I love Michael's. Yeah. So, but they just had all this stuff that says live, laugh, love. And I was like, I think there's a song there. So I remember going home and working on this song, which ultimately came to be called live, laugh, love. And in 2012, I was in Nashville and I had a couple of meetings with some songwriters to try to pitch some things. And I remember walking into a guy, his name is Brent Baxter, also an amazing country songwriter. He's had hits with Lady Antebellum, which is now Lady A. Nice. Alan Jackson, a bunch of other people. That's insane. Yeah. I remember walking into his office and I was like, I've got your next big hit right here. And so I played him the song and you could just see him sitting in his chair, just rolling his eyes like, oh my God, this kid. And he was so- How old were you? I was 30, 31. Yeah, I was 30. Okay, because like, because when you when you were sharing the story of your first yeah. mentor, you were twelve. So I'm like, yeah. wow, he was. I'm still thinking you're like in high school when you went to go pitch this dude, Brent. Yeah, yeah. No, I just <laughs> I walked in there like I was just king of the world, and I was like, I got your next big hit. Woo! Here we go. How did you even walk into his office though? Oh, I had an appointment. So yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't just walk in there like okay. Like he just barged in. He Ron Burgundy that shit. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't, bro. Like. You know, let's <laughs> let's talk shop. I yeah. couldn't imagine that even yeah. coming out. No, of no, your no. Mouth. I would never do that. I oh my God. I will tell you another story after this. That was really funny. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So you're singing. Did you sing for him? Like how did this Yeah. I'm laughing because I could just I think I had see your confidence like shine through. Yeah. No, I think I had a very basic recording and I had a lyric sheet and he just sat there and listened and read the lyric sheet. And he was like holding it all in like, this is trash. Just oh, no. He just did not. I mean, he was right. He was right. Like there was there's no way a professional artist would record that song. And it doesn't mean that I was a bad writer. It's just it's, it just wasn't a good song. But he was like, yeah, keep working on it. I think you're almost there. And I was just like, yeah, boy, that was it. How did you feel when you left that meeting? I didn't feel defeated. I felt like I was just on my way to the goal. I was on my way to getting where I wanted to be. I, I didn't feel like I just lost or something. Cool. Because that's a win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Because I'm all about supporting others to step into their highest vision and move towards creating a life mm -hmm. or a business that you could look back at one day and be so thankful that you took that chance on yourself. I mean, imagine if you didn't go into Brent's office or even have the tenacity to make that appointment mm -hmm. because you would probably learn so much from that. So you left not feeling defeated, but what do you feel like you learned from that specific appointment that you took and used for your later creations with music? 
So he was very forthcoming and he was like, the part of this song over here doesn't work and this is the reason why. The part of this song over here works very well and this is the reason why. He did not come out and say, this is a bad song. He said, parts of this song work and parts of this song do not work commercially. And because of that, you're not going to have a professional artist record it. That helped me a lot with learning how to know why certain songs are picked up by artists and why other songs aren't. I was always interested in that. So I'm assuming it's similar to writing a script because I also do a lot of mm -hmm. script writing. Yeah. I love writing. Yeah. And that when you go to pitch it, it has to be in alignment with that artist or that, I guess, production house. Mm -hmm. Is that what you mean? That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. So the title alone, Live, Laugh, Love, somebody's going to see that. And especially if it's a female who goes to Hobby Lobby or Michael's, they're immediately going to know what that is referring to. So they're going to say, okay, well, if I'm recording the song, it needs to be in line with what I do as an artist. I see. That makes a lot of sense. It didn't hurt me. And ultimately, when you're creating stuff, you're going to create a lot of things that don't go on to have a life of their own in a professional light. But it doesn't mean that you're not good at, at creating either stories or, you know, writing scripts for a film or something. So it's just part of the process. Or speaking even. Or speaking. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. I feel like when I started doing from the evolution of writing and acting to when the world closed and then starting to speak virtually and then starting my online coaching business. There was a time I literally recorded 40, 40 takes of a ad, a video ad that like never was seen to the light of day. Mm -hmm. And I remember sharing that with some of the clients who took my on camera, the confidence on camera program that I've spoken about before spotlight your biz on camera. And they said 40 times. And I said, yeah, that's practice. Mm -hmm. It's rehearsal practically. Mm -hmm. Yes, you want to have a finished product. But if you don't have it, it doesn't see the light of day. Don't be discouraged. And just know that that's like warming up your voice. And I want to jump into that in just a moment. But we are at the middle of the episode. So for anyone tuning in, if you're enjoying this episode and you would love to have more guests on like Bailey, Make sure you sign up for the VIP insider list at jadeellison.com because there's times I send out the weekly inspiration that gives you a chance to submit a question or request a guest that you would love to have on the show. And if you could potentially rate this show five stars on your podcast listening app, it really helps get in front of more like-minded listeners like yourself and allows me to have more incredible guests and topics that will bring you inspiration, encouragement, and motivation to your life. So Bailey, I love where all of this is going. Would you mind just sharing, it was basically when you were like 12, when you started journaling and gathering, like you said earlier in the episode, and putting all of those notes together. And I like that you record your voice into your voice memos in your phone. I have a lot of not just clients friends in my life who say, I don't like the sound of my voice. And I think, oh my goodness, I love the sound of your voice. Your voice is what makes you, you, it's your instrument. So can you share the process of gathering and recording a voice memo, to even hear back what you're going to say? Mm -hmm. And then also you had mentioned before we started recording this particular episode, you had said something about an online vocal coach who you 
literally warm up your voice 20 minutes to before you sing. And I warm up my voice five minutes before, but I didn't realize a 20 minute session prior to even doing something like this on a podcast or singing or speaking. I mean, you're not going to hear me sing, but you know what I mean? Like how it how it helps. So whichever one you want to talk about first. Yeah. So there's a guy on YouTube and he's also on Spotify. His name is Jeff Rolka, R-O-L-K-A. And he does these warmups, which you can listen to for free on YouTube for all kinds of singers or even just people who just want to improve their speaking voice. And I was just looking through YouTube one day, looking through like a basic warmup. This was maybe five or six years ago. And I was like, I just need something to like get my voice in shape before I sing. And I found it and he just goes through scales and stuff and does these things to help stretch your muscles and your voice and get it ready to sing. And it was great. And I just use that whenever I am getting ready to to sing. And trust me, by the end of the 20 minutes, your voice is tired. So he really just puts you through the ringer. And But I just sing along. I put it on my phone. I listen to the YouTube app and I just hit play and I just sing along while I'm in the bathroom getting ready or something. And that's it. And it's easy to do. Cool. So you get tired from the vocal exercise. How long would you suggest anybody who might listen before they start recording music or if someone's listening who wants to go do a talk, like how long after you do that vocal prep would you share to wait prior to actually doing the event itself? It depends on how active you are with your voice. If you are someone who sings or speaks professionally, you're probably going to be okay with just doing a warm up and then going right into whatever you're doing, it'll be okay. But if you're someone who is new to performing, you probably want to spend a good 30 minutes warming up your voice and then resting for a little bit because it is a muscle. And I see all these people who abuse their voice when they're singing and they're drinking while they're singing a song at the bar or something like that. And that's just horrible on your voice. I could imagine, especially drinking. Yeah. I mean, that just will dehydrate you. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll just do shots of liquor while they're singing. Wow. And see, I have studied with people and I've seen the effects of like what happens when you don't take care of your voice. And I'm just like, if you want to do this for 20 years, you need to treat your voice like you're an athlete. Even if you're not a singer, if you speak professionally, treat this whole area like you're an athlete and you're training for a game because that's what it is, you know? So I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Our body is our temple. We have to treat it with care because who else will? Yeah. I 100% agree. And then what would you say when it comes to acting on inspirations? You must have notebooks upon notebooks of gathering ideas for songs and putting it together and putting phrases together. What would you say is that spark that really gives you that inspiration to say, ooh, I'm going to put this with this kind of like ingredients in the kitchen when it comes to baking something or cooking something. Mm -hmm. And like, at what point are you putting together an entire song? Is it in sections? Does it happen all at one time, like a divine download? Or is it more so something that happens after meditation? Because I know that you meditate, we talk about meditating. I think meditation is one of the number one key ways to align with your personal intuition. It's so important. It's so critical for the human body. It is so critical for the human body. Yeah. I mean, meditation, grounding yourself in nature, it is just, I cannot function without meditation and grounding myself. I wake up every single day and I do morning affirmations and I try to go outside 
and just put my feet in the grass and just feel the earth. I try not to think about anything. I don't think about what I'm worried about, what I'm doing that day. I clear my mind and I do my meditations. And real meditation to me, it's about just being still and appreciating stillness and appreciating where you are in your life, where you are in your body, and just canceling out all the noise around you, in your head, electronics, everything. And to me, that's true meditation because then you can hear the voice inside you that is your true intuition, your true higher self. If from everything else, that's when you can hear what's going on in here. And I try to do that every single day. So to answer your question. That's beautiful. I love that. I feel like meditation is just part of my daily self-care. It's like brushing my teeth and washing my hair. I know not everybody washes their hair every day, but I do. I had somebody who I'm not really close with anymore, but she actually said to me once, she goes, well, what would happen if you don't meditate? And I thought, well, what would happen if you don't brush your teeth? Your mouth would be stinky and my energy might be stinky. So that's why I care about meditation. Mm -hmm. So I really love how you bring it to the present moment and how you ground yourself. I have to ground myself more. So what Bailey means with grounding yourself with the earth, there's a lot of magnetic frequencies from our cell phones, from using electronics all the time. We're constantly bombarded by the wireless phone towers, 5G, light, whatever it is that our cell phones use. So much. Yeah. And when you are barefoot and you could find a nice clean patch of grass to stand on, what happens is there's a hurts that Mother Earth puts off. And I'll look for the actual resonant amount. I believe it's like 250. I could be wrong, but I'll check and I'll put that in the show notes. And when you stand with your bare feet on the ground, what that does, it resets our chakra system. So we have like our red ray chakra, which is our root chakra. We have our sacral chakra, which is our orange ray chakra right below our belly button. Our solar plexus is our confidence chakra. Our sun chakra, which is right below our heart. Our heart chakra is the green space, which is our heart area. Our blue ray chakra is our voice. That's why it's so important to balance our voice. Mm -hmm. And it's also the connecting chakra between our upper and lower chakras. Then we have our indigo ray chakra, which is our third eye, which is where the intuition comes, which all our insight comes when we clear that spot. And that's where we get insights from meditation. And then we have our violet ray chakra, which is our crown chakra. And our crown chakra is where we stream all of that. I like to call it that conscious energy that gives us that guidance on our daily our daily life. So I took what you shared with meditation a little bit further. No, no, no. Because I did have a friend who requested specifically, can you go into an episode and actually share how to meditate? So this is kind of like a little appetizer mm -hmm. of how to meditate via Bailey's. I think that's wonderful because there's so much stuff out there that it's just like, it blows it up into something else. And I'm just like, that's fine, but that's not, I mean, they just make it seem like it's like this Olympic feat that you have to do privately. And I'm just like, that's not it. It's so much easier than what you're making it out to be. It is. Yeah. It is. And I feel like whether you want to say you're spiritual or you want to say you're religious, what it comes down to is the love within yourself and the connection with others. So mm -hmm. I'm not trying to put labels on anything. If you don't even want to call it meditation, you just want to call it centering yourself or you just want to call it being with yourself. I'm not here to say there's only one way to call it or one way to do it. 
So I love that you actually shared. It doesn't have to be this big event. No. It's just find a way to connect with yourself and do that. And do that. And do that. <laughs> and do that. Do what feels good to you. Learn to strengthen that connection within yourself. Learn to strengthen your intuition. Learn to strengthen your gut feelings because that is yourself speaking to you and letting you know what you need to do in your life. And it's just as simple as that, you know? That's beautiful, Bailey. I love that. It's just easy. And I know if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. That's okay. I promise you that's okay. I was there. Jade's been there. I spent years listening to all these people tell me what meditation is and you have to get a clear space and you have to get these crystals and you have to get this special mat and you have to dim the lights and light 40 candles. And like, I'm like, that's listen, I love candles. I love crystals. I have them around my apartment all the time. I know that if I want to use one, I can. If I want to light a candle, I can. But I'm perfectly fine sitting out in the grass under a tree, listening to the sounds of the birds and knowing everything is okay. I'm okay. That's really what it comes down to is you're okay. You are. You're on the path you're supposed to be on and you're going to be okay. That was incredible, Bailey. I love that so much. So... Before I close out our episode, which was incredible, I would just love to know where you're headed. What would be an ideal for you? And what could you share with our listeners who may be in a place and they feel like, oh, I'm not sure if it's this, but they're just waiting for a door to open up to be like that big yes, like it was for you with retro. Share that. Yeah. Before I get there, I do want to touch on something you brought up about what inspires me really quickly. Oh, please take your time. I use nostalgia for me because I love 80s and 90s pop culture. I use nostalgia in my music because the meaning behind all of that, which is what I'm working on with my modern 80s projects, Bailey and the Starfighters. I want people to remember what they used to feel like when they were young. And I want them to think about when you're young and you don't have the responsibilities you have as an adult, not to say, you know, you don't need to have responsibilities, but I want people to remember that you are more than your job. You are more than your bank account. You are more than the degree you have in your pocket. You are more than the house you live in. And I want people to remember that when you were young, you know, the world was full of infinite possibilities and you had momentum, you know, a Friday night with nothing to do on a Saturday and Sunday, that was full of possibility. You know, I want people to listen to my music and get back to that feeling of I can do anything. You know, I'm an infinite being. I may have 20 bucks in my pocket, but I can go anywhere I want to go. I can do anything I want to do. My dreams are worthwhile. My dreams are worth pursuing. And we feel that when we're young and then somewhere along the way, when we grow up, we lose that. And we think, I can't live my dream. I can't do this because I don't have enough money. I can't be in love because nobody's going to love me because I don't love myself. And we start to take on all of this stuff and it just weighs us down and weighs us down and weighs us down. And we forget that joy that we had when we were younger. So I use nostalgia to bring people back to that state of being where Anything is possible in your life. And that's always my goal every time I write a song. How does this make the listener feel? If this instrument does not evoke a feeling, if the way I'm singing this line, if this lyric does not make me feel a certain way, I throw it out until I find something 
that sparkles to the listener, which takes them to a state of feeling, you know what? I can do anything I want to do. I am a limitless being. So that was so beautiful. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Wow. Thank you for that incredible. You're welcome. Incredible share. I feel like that will resonate with a lot of our listeners and resonates with me. And that's why I freaking love you so much. I feel so blessed that our friendship not only became closer, but it has evolved and that it continues to support one another. So that's beautiful. I love that. I love it so much. You're very welcome. And just to your last question, I just want to say to the listeners, Yeah, I know that there's a lot going on in the world right now. And a lot of people are scared. And I literally can wake up and I can feel how afraid people are driving down the road. And people are worried about paying their rent. And they're worried about how they're going to put their kids in school. And they're worried about their jobs. And they're worried about everything. And I just want to let everybody know that this is not the end for us. We are, I feel like we're on the beginning of something magical as a people and in the world. And I want to tell everybody that no matter what you see on the news or no matter what they're telling, just learn how to go within and learn to listen to yourself and learn how to trust that you're going to be okay. Your family's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And if you can extend that love to people around you, I feel like that's when we're really going to change the world as a people through small acts of kindness, through helping each other. I love that. I, I feel like that's where it's going to begin. I feel like that's already begun in that way. So, Yeah, yeah. Because the basis of life is to live, to love, and to share. So that was incredible. I am so thankful that you came on this episode and shared your brilliance with your music and your evolution and inspiration with just creating and also to trust ourselves. I love that. So I'm going to leave our listeners with an incredible quote. Happiness consists not of having, but of being. It is a warm glow of the heart at peace with itself. David O. McKay. And that was a perfect tie-in to everything that you said, that all is okay, that everything's going to be okay. So to recap this incredible episode with my very close friend, brilliant musician, Bailey Poteet, him stepping into his brilliance as a musician, creating from a place of inspiration, gathering the information, acting on it, aligning with the right people, showing up and practicing, even if no one else is going to see your work and aligning with yourself through meditation in whatever way that you want to call it, but just align with your truth, with who you are, and just remember that the basis of life is to live, to love, and to share. So thank you so much, Bailey. I am so thankful for you. You are so welcome. I am so thankful for you. You are such a dear friend of mine. And I don't know. I just, I can't say enough about you. I just think the world of you. I know. It's just. I think the world of you. I'm going to start crying right now. <laughs> but before I do. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Uber Savvy Life and Biz podcast. That was awesome. We appreciate you. Stay committed to your vision. Take consistent action and know that great things are on the other side of that door. Because remember, only you hold the key to unlock your dream life. So why not start today? I'll see you next time. Thanks so much. 
Can I just say you're awesome. You just finished an episode of the Uber Savvy Life and Biz podcast. If you like this episode, feel free to leave a nice review and rate it five stars if you found it helpful. But if not, please don't rate it four stars. Just ignore this part. However, if you did like it, make sure you share it with a friend who may find some value in the topics discussed today. Be sure to share it with them because you never know who you could uplift. Also, if you want more, check out the show notes in the description, which would include any links that may have been mentioned in this episode. Are you still listening? Are you waiting for a blooper reel? That'd be a really fun idea to throw in at times. But seriously, are you tired of foggy mornings? Go to jadeellison.com to grab your ultimate caffeine-free boost to supercharge your mornings for success. That's right, your empowered morning mindset checklist. Y'all, great day is just a thought away. Okay, let's go. Oh, we're recording right now. Okay, okay, I'm ready. Like, it's literally recording. All right. I'm <laughs> That's on great. It. I'm on it. So we'll do, like, I like to use the bloopers, yeah. too. So, yeah. like, we'll also put something in. Yeah. Awesome. Ah, uh, he, who. What do you do to practice your voice? Do you do, like, A, 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 E, 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 E? I what do, you do, there's a guy, he's on YouTube. His name is Jeff Rolka, R-O-L-K-A, and he's a uh, voice teacher, and he's got a ton of free warm-up videos for singers. Let's talk about that. I want to talk about that yeah, in the yeah, episode. Yeah. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Don't have milk before. Either. No, no. I'm drinking coffee along with water. So. Okay. That's yeah. good. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. 